Hi, this is Anya Marina, and you're listening to my synchronistic soul brother, Andras Jones, on Radio 8 Ball. One, two, three. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate, putting questions to the songs, which are randomly selected with the help of our friend Synchronicity. Who is Synchronicity? I got Synchronicity. Now we're Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're Radio 8 Ball, give it a shake. Now it's time for the show. Andras, let's go! Did that hurt? Did that hurt anybody? Is everyone okay? Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones. We're hanging out here at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, with my good friend and our musical guest, Willie Wisely. Hello, Andras. Hello, Willie. And now... We've had several interesting guests here. You know, we've had a couple of people who've joined us by the phone, a musical, a fellow musician, a friend from old school days, someone who I guess you met looking at uh, being involved in some sort of Chicago mailing fan mail list. A Chicago musician-related musician was playing in my band. Yes, but when we say Chicago, we're talking about the band Chicago, not the place Chicago, and that's one of the confusing things. But uh, now now we're going to get to spend a little time with someone we've heard a little bit from. He's been joining you and playing this, this beautiful music. He plays the guitar. He plays the pedal steel. We've had a lot of fun with his name, but in reality, his name is Dan Kalisher. Not Dan Kalish, not get Dan Cal, not Danny K, and not any other version. None of, of those. It. It's Dan Kalisher. Welcome to Radio Eight Ball. Thank Dan. you. It's or good welcome to, be here. to the the you've you've been here, but welcome to the guest chair where you get to ask a question to the Pop Oracle. Love it. Okay. Well, what's your question for the Pop Oracle? No, no, no. No. You're not going to get off so easy. Damn. <laughs> Dan, how did Willie find you? What did he What did he do to convince you to? come along with him to brave the floods well that's a good question because actually i like uh, i guess your friend jim or no who was it that or there was another person i was saying that i was guest. a fan of his music you were like, yeah. right yeah. i was too where did you find it i found it in a my freshman year of college where it belongs I found it in a the the radio station. Yeah, that's um, where I got it at the radio station. Do you hire a radio promoter? No, well, <laughs> and they, we all stole their CDs. No, so they they were they were getting rid of CDs. <laughs> they were digitizing everything, so they oh. were giving away CDs. So they had boxes and boxes and boxes of thousands of CDs for anyone to come and just grab. So I just kind of was going through one, and I saw 
I found Turbo Sherbet, and I was like, oh, this looks like I was totally just judging a book by its cover. Yeah, but it's a flashy, good-looking cover. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I'll check this out. I was really hungry for new music at the time. And Sherbet, and, you were, I was yeah. just really hungry for something sweet and creamy. and Totally. So I remember putting it on and just flipping out, and um, this was about 2005 or so, and then um, fast forward years later, I moved to L.A., and I'm working, and I'm gigging and I'm making a record uh, with this guy John Fields and we get to talk to we get to talking about music and obscure music that kind of influenced us and we thought was really cool <laughs> and he and I was like so yeah there's this guy Willie Wisely have you ever heard this record Turbo Sherman he he's looks like, at me he's I like produced I, he's like I made that record are you kidding me fucking banana <laughs> and so then fast forward another couple years later I'm just playing at Hotel Cafe, I'm backing up a singer, playing guitar, and there he is in the audience. Did you recognize I him? I did. I recognized him. From the album him. cover? Well, I just recognized yeah. him just from, you know, I guess over the, the years. The porn shoots. Yeah, yeah, all the porn that I was watching <laughs> with Willie in it. And, um, yeah, and so we just kind of connected there. And that was it. That was a few years ago already. I love that story. Is that yeah. okay to love that story <laughs> yeah. from my point of view? Yeah, of course. Even the part about them getting rid of... But they weren't getting rid of your CD. No, they were just getting they, rid of all CDs. Right. Yeah. CDs were becoming... It was a out. full... It was a total was a CD, CD genocide. Yeah. The CD purge. So <laughs> that's how I found him. And did... So at that gig, after the gig, did you... Did you go up and introduce yourself to Willie? Well, I think it was one of those things where I I saw him and I knew I wanted to go talk to him, but after as I was packing up, he had come already come up to the stage and talk, started talking to me. So I, I was there talking with uh, the the very talented singer you were backing mm-hmm. up because her Who, manager had her asked name is Noelle Bean. Yeah, she went by Bean at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was talking to her, and you came up and were lovely. Right. Right. I was like, I know you. <laughs> and, and by the way, and it was mutual because I s- sat at that gig uh, just really, I mean, Noel Bean. Bean is an incredible singer, but I was watching that guitarist just like, <laughs> God, he's just, he's, the way he approaches the neck is just so beautiful and effortless. And he's got these long spidery fingers. And I'm like, and it's just so great to be playing with you now. Thanks. Man, Likewise. And you're like, Noel Bean's in the. In the back of the rearview window, you just came. You mirror, you just came in. You I came in. She, you're like, she I had, like that guitarist. I'm yeah. gonna take him. She had since I think moved on to do other things, but um, other things than being than than being. Yeah, being? I think so. I think so. She's very talented. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Maybe she's we'll great. have her on. You know, yeah, I like yeah. to hear about awesome people. Yeah, she's she was really talented. Well, they they always say that you know the people that are most talented at any given thing don't wind up doing it because yeah. it's not challenging. So you there's no there's an economic theory for this that no one winds up doing what they would be most optimally doing in an from an economic point especially of view. music. Yeah, I, it's a hard sense. it's a hard it's a hard thing to kind of make happen. Yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, you know. I totally get that. So. Well, uh, well, let's get to your question in a second, but I, I just wanted to say, and this, well, this is just the way it is. I don't know if it, if this sounds like a backwards compliment or what, whatnot, but there is something that is, because your story is really about this. There is something that is so cool about having an artist that you know is great, mm-hmm. but that it's yours. 
Mm-hmm. Like the rest of the world doesn't know. They're mm-hmm. you know they're yeah. not you know. But to you, it's like a secret. It's like the laws thing I was saying about before. <laughs> like there's this thing that I know about and it's sacred, and I love to turn people onto it. But I'm always the person like. Yeah, I'm always the Willie Wisely connect in my community. Anyone who knows Willie Wisely is because yeah. I turned him on. It's like a secret weapon. Right. <laughs> How does that feel, Willie? <laughs> you're my secret weapon. It, there's a lot of love loaded in that stuff, and it's, I don't I don't know whether you're sending love, but that's well, what I'm I do. Receiving. I mean, no, I mean it with love, but I mean it because I feel like I feel like it's, I feel a similar way for myself as an artist. I feel like that like mo- so many of I, I started out feeling that way, and then I became one of those people, and now a lot of those people are my friends, mm-hmm. and. So when people ask me what's your favorite music, half of the music that's my favorite music is stuff you've never heard, right? I mean, you have Willie because some of them are your friends as well. But that if someone is like, sure. if I, someone I'm in an interview and someone's like, "What's your favorite music?" If I start telling, listing off names, you're not going to know any of them, and right. it's going to be embarrassing for both of us. So I guess I'll just say Elvis Costello, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> right? Because he was the last really great songwriter to be, you know, maybe Elliot Smith, who mm-hmm. who got to be someone who everyone knew. Uh, so I just think there's something about that that is uh, that it is there is a lot of love there. It's it, uh, but there's also a, a sort of a hard reality. You put so much work into that record. When you were making that record, you probably had higher hopes for it than well. And at the same time, maybe not because we're both Who fans, and the Who, like Pete Townsend, had that thing of like even though they were such a huge band, the ethos was sort of like, hey, you know. For you, for you who nobody else gets, this is for you. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I want to be misunderstood, like all like this. All of these ideas, and I think that made it sort of justified for me a lot of times. My choice is to say like, no, I want my record to be sacred for some kid out there who I don't know who's 13 now and is going to grow up with this record, rather than some cheesy record guy who could make my life a lot better. And I maybe I don't know if you've had that same ethos, but in some way. You're living that out, that P-town, that sort of Pete Townsend, Bruce Springsteen idea of it's, you know, the sacred stuff is this stuff that happens on the street, man, where people are just still really doing it. You know, there's no rock star bullshit, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you mean like money and, and, and having people know who I am and show up at my gigs without me having to work my ass off and all <laughs> that stuff, right? So, I don't know, it's not, it's, it's... Of course, there's love, but there's just sort of a recognition of a dynamic that, like, that's that. Sometimes, what makes music so sacred is something that makes it a lot harder for the person who makes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? No, I, I buy that. It's uh, that's why I admire someone like Nick Cave, who, in my opinion, can barely sing, but he he somehow magically is very highly regarded and does. You know, I presume he makes a a, a nice living. And his artistic output is is inarguably just uh, what would you call it? Just respectable is a really lame word. You know, it just I, I'm reverent to his art. Yeah. You know, and and to me, someone like him is walking that double line of he's yours and only yours, except somehow he's magically made it for everybody. And I guess Bruce is maybe the ultimate example of that, you know, because mm-hmm. he's such a personal artist. But, yeah, that's a that's a hard line to draw, and sometimes that only comes with age. It hit Bruce very early. Yeah. 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 Um, but I feel like Nick, with Nick Cave, he was more of an acquired taste, and with age, he's just become, a, you know, a, an oracle of sorts. Well, and it's just, to me, it's really amazing, because Dan Sitzner is saying that he discovered your record in 2005 when they were purging it from the radio station. <laughs> I discovered your record in 1990, probably 6, 97, 
Probably yeah. right, right around then. Yeah, yeah. And and both they came. I discovered like it was like I feel like she, I got she, and then a month later, like I got she right before Turbo Sherbert came out. So I all of a sudden had two Willie Wisely records, yeah. and they were released eleven months apart. So yeah. Very... So it was wow. That's kind of incredible that you made those two records. So they're fans. I've, I really encourage people. I mean, this the stuff you're playing here is really great. They're great songs. But the just those are records. Like, yeah, there was a thing about that sound that at the time when I found it, I was, was like, so fresh. It was so <laughs> cool. Yeah, I could not get enough of you it. You could tell they liked all the same music you liked. Yes, they had the stuff really in your record collection. Obscure, power poppy, but not kind yeah. of like that. Yeah, had that vibe for sure. And, I, and at the time, I had never heard anything like that. Yeah, you, well, you and John Fields and our good buddy Mike Rickberg was also. I think he was. He was on the. And I think Wook was playing drums. Yep. Right, and Wook was at that session too when I was talking when I brought it up, and they both oh. looked at me like, "What the fuck?" Is <laughs> like, I, we made that, didn't you know that we made that record? So, Dorian Crozier. Is, Dor- is, yeah, is Dorian Crozier. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. Well, it's just it's just that's just what is, and it's and it's beautiful when you know that that happens but i guess what i was saying is that that's the great thing about record about recordings is mm-hmm. like we had someone in here discovered chicago in the same time you were discovering willie wisely mm-hmm. and both of them were years after those mm-hmm. things that happened but it was mm-hmm. super present for you so i think that's in a way that that's like a really hopeful thing and we haven't even gotten into your question for the pop oracle so <laughs> well dk yes my question um actually it's funny, it kind of relates to what we were talking about earlier. Um, my question is, what is next in the evolution of humans and humankind? Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here? Mm. You're saying, where do we go now? Mm-hmm. Where do we where go do now? Where do we go? Where do we go now? Okay. As a species. All right, well, now to engage the Pop Oracle, you get to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 na. We love eight. Oh, not as much as I thought. Uh, Song number two. Sutures Loose. Hmm. Frankenstein. Yeah, this is rich. Mm. Yeah, this is rich. One, two, one, two, three, four. I'd ever get my fun with a girl who couldn't rough it, posing in bed like she's selling perfume. Life is full of pain and she's got to rise above it My future shouldn't swing from a noose Keep my sutures loose Keeping it cool Till this I will be true Let's keep my sutures loose Lots of love don't come when you really, really need it Lots never came in my early career I hate my rock and roll when I know where it's going I'm keeping my sutures loose Keep my sutures loose Keep it cool to this I will be true Let's 
my suture's loose Destruction. All I want is some flesh on the bone. Don't fill my ears with the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Let's bring the future home. Our home's a great unknown. Well, you never get your fun if you're too afraid to rough it. I'm partial to the dreamers, man, and that's the hard truth. Life is full of pain. Hey, come on! Come on, you gotta, we gotta rise above it, we gotta do this together, we gotta hang together, we have more in common than anybody knows, anybody's thinking. There's no way out unless we're cooperating and listening to each other and working together. Three, four. Keep my sutures loose, keep it cool, to this I will be true. Let's keep my sutures loose. Talk about the future loose. Let's keep our suitors loose. <laughs> wow. Sutures loose. The answer to the question what is, uh, what is the future for humanity? That was a, that That's a was, loaded question. I that was know. the question, right? Yeah. 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 What's next for our species? What's the next for our species? Okay. Well, whew, boy, I have some ideas there, but, uh, and that's, that's a new one. That's a, I haven't heard that. All these other songs are songs. I think I've heard all of them, but that's a, that's a new one. Mm-hmm. That has yep. some, that's some of that has some of that fire from like some she turbo sherbet fire. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very much. Yeah. I, yes, very much. Yeah. Now you recently went through uh, a medical situation that oh. challenged your voice. Was this part of that? Um, uh, no, it was actually uh, they, uh, that was begun before the the, the lesions that are, are uh, screwing with my vocal cords, but not putting me out of commission. Just changing the way I sing. Yeah, I had them removed, and that didn't help. So here, whatever, new chapter. But you sound um, great. Uh, thank you. Uh, the uh, no, um, my wife is a veterinarian. She likes to talk about her daily surgeries at the dinner table, and um, she just loves science and she loves grisly medicine and fixing things and getting in there and cutting them up and stitching them back together. and And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing about her is that she just is a a woman, a person who. She she does she's completely unaware of it, but she loves to play in the mud, uh, figuratively speaking, and because she's a clean person. But uh, and and the way she has handled our relationship, the way she has handled me, the way we have had children together has been at once very caring and smart. But ultimately, she's okay with uncertainty. She's okay with the mess of life, and she's okay just not understanding everything. And it's an inspiration to me. Um, 
In other words, she's not a control freak, and I and I really love that, and I wanted to celebrate that in a song and, and just celebrate her. Um, because in many ways that, that matches me. I, I can't, I, I don't have the brain power to uh, organize life and, and be, uh, um, you know, co- compulsive. So uh, it, it, it's good that I've found the wife that I did. Yeah. Well, Dan. Yes. While you were playing that, were you able to also think about how it related to your question? Well, it's interesting um, because when when you went off on that little break, mm-hmm. you know, on the record, it's I... a lot shorter. But <laughs> when you go off on it, kind of brings up sort of a possibility of an answer for that question. Like if we can rise above all this bullshit that we put ourselves through and come together and work together. Maybe we have a bright future as a species. Whereas if the opposite happens, we don't. I mean, there were lines about the future yeah. in that mm-hmm. song. What were, the, what were the lines about the future? Uh, yeah, um, uh, there's a line about the dreamers, uh, inadvertently written before it was an issue. Um, the... Uh, uh, I never. This get... was written before the before Obama and the Dreamers stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this is a pretty. So th- it's. I guess I'm. I'm a lot of the. I'm out this of. This is loop. an older. Un- it's not an older. So I don't know. It's about like eight years old. But it's it, it's it's recorded. It's set up for my next record. But I it, it's never been released. Unreleased song. Got it. And I don't generally play it live until just the last two two shows. So. Yeah. Um. And uh, uh, but yeah, I never get my fun with a girl who couldn't rough it, posing in bed like she's selling perfume. Life is full of pain, and she's got to ride above it. Okay, keep my sutures loose. See, keeping it cool to this. I, I can't remember. This is like my keep own the lines. Is keep the like keep the future loose. Yeah, I do say I do say future uh, in one of the choruses. I guess. Yeah, I don't want to be hung. Like I don't want to be hung by all these future plans. Like I got to keep it loose. Well, you see, I gotta say. My own interpretation is a bit more grisly. Uh huh. Uh oh. Yeah, I see. Uh, you know, sutures loose is. It makes me think that an operation has happened. Mm-hmm. That like in order, like in order for human for humans to survive into the future, our species. How is our how is our, se- our species going to evolve and survive? That we would have to become more than our natural selves. I feel I see like a like a black mirror kind of human hybrid future basically creating a a version of ourselves that is not ourselves anymore but that can survive. Well the reason why I brought the question up I've been reading this book called Sapiens. I don't know if anyone's read it or heard of it but it is basically an entire history of human uh, humans as we know it and every major step in the evolution of humans required us to do that in some sh- way shape or form right by the way that we shaped the landscape and farmed and became these other sort of dominant beings that took over whatever land we were in to the advent of technology and spreading of ideas and all that to evolve us to the next level so i'm just constantly curious of like where are we going to go from here how are we going to next change ourselves right. What's the next operation? What's the next operation that we do as our as a species to ourselves to go one way or the other? Wouldn't it be awesome if we could come up with a an operation that created compassion? Yeah, it'd be so good. And collaboration <laughs> instead of the super warrior waiting who can, for it, who can survive in a Mad Max wasteland. 
that's what I, we're headed I, for. I mean, thing it's the the reason I went on that rant is, is in the middle of the song was uh, because uh, two nights ago, two dear friends of mine were both of uh, both of them don't care for the president and, um, or his policies or his demeanor. And neither of them voted for him, and both are really distraught about what's becoming of all this. And yet they were arguing viciously with each other about what to, how to classify and what to say to the people who support this president. Mm-hmm. And the argument got really bad where, like, someone almost had to leave, and it really was a night ruiner. You know, and and it's just like, man, this is dividing people who agree. You know, and um, yeah, so I, I feel like whatever uh, Frankenstein stuff has got to happen, whatever sutures sort of have to be undone, and we got to heal in some weird, ugly way. You know, and and re- recombinate. You know, like it's got to be with ears open and and uh, and expectations loosened. Yeah, all I gotta say is that and. I don't know if this is some. This is not Schadenfreude, but it's sort of a version of it. it. Does make me happy to know that somewhere out there there are nights that are getting ruined that I'm not involved in. It makes, <laughs> I like to know that I'm not the only person ruining nights oh, it was <laughs> in <awful>. America. God, <laughs> it was really? awful. Yeah. Well, but you gotta no, but you gotta uh, yes, yes, it's awful, and at the same time, I don't know. That's part. Like, I guess that's part. I think that's part of what maybe what the evolution is is that you're saying like this song is about being willing to get your hands dirty and be in the mess. And sometimes the mess looks like an argument. Sometimes the mess mm-hmm. looks like people feeling uncomfortable and like this is supposed to be a party. Why are Why are we talking about the issues of the day that we're all terrified about? Why can't we just go back to just having a good time? Because it's a friggin' Holocaust, right. <laughs> you know. Like, well, and and to wit, uh, the they were in a recording studio singing close harmony the next night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. beautiful. See, yeah. Yeah. L- literally close harmony. Yeah, literally, literally close harmony. Good. Mm-hmm. So get. Two, two happy Welshmen by the end of the story. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, well, uh, Dan, do you feel yes. like I, I? Thanks for who who wrote *Sapiens*? Uh, it's by a guy named Yuval Harari. He's an Israeli guy, and this book is amazing. I can't recommend it enough. It's, okay, it's really, really great. Yuval Harari. Yeah, Yuval Noah Harari is his full name. Okay. *Sapiens*. *Sapiens*. Little cool. Plug. Well. A little bit of literary corner here on Radio 8 Ball. And now we dig into the next one. Somewhere out there, there's a guest fighting the storm to find their way to us. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show. I am.